Welcome to the I Hate Critics 1994 podcast. I am professional film critic Sean Patrick. Amy is here. Hi. And MJ. Oh, wait, no. Aww. <laughs> Another weekend off for MJ. Uh, let's see, these millennials, they quiet quit. That's what they do. No, no, no. <laughs> Gen MJ's, Z. Gen Z. That's what yeah. they, they quiet quit, though. That's quiet what they quit. Did. I think that's fine. I wanna, I, I've been trying to quiet quit for some time now. It's hard to do that on a podcast. That's true. <laughs> Just slowly start backing out. God damn it. Yeah, anyway, today's podcast is brought to you by the state of Oklahoma. <laughs> the Pontiac Fiero of states. And nothing against the Pontiac Fiero. They're still our sponsor. Yeah, a few things against the state of Oklahoma. Yeah. Nevertheless. There you go. Anyway. <laughs> So, here we are, watching that movie that bored the fuck out of us. We watched the movie we said we would. Yep. Uh, I tried to find a way out of it. (laughs) Because there's there's like a, I I heard, I'm not sure where it is on the schedule, because I didn't put it on the schedule. There's a movie called Silence of the Hams, (gasps) and I thought we had such great luck with, uh, with our parody movies, like maybe it's another one that's hiding out there that could be brilliant, I don't know. Silence of the Hams? Yeah, Dom DeLuise in the, is the main character, I believe. Oh, God. Oh, been, God. Billy a, Zane? I mean... There's never been a nice thing said about it, so, but I thought about it. I thought about watching that. I thought about suggesting that instead of Eight Seconds. <laughs> I We almost should have done that one, but at the same time, I bet it's horrible. You know? <laughs> Not like this movie was... Like eight seconds. Eight, okay, eight seconds was not horrible. It was just relentlessly boring. Relentlessly boring. Yes. It is incredibly dull. Oh my god! I remember people in my grade, and well, even in like the grade below me, wearing the belt buckles and the hats to school, <laughs> the, citing this movie as their national film. <laughs> and it's, I don't understand. I mean, again, no, for real. Like this is no joke. We no. had people at our high school who wore giant belt buckles and dressed like Lane Frost from oh, this movie. They God, did. they did. They had and, their hats. Oh, the hats? Yeah. The whole look. It was a whole aesthetic. It though. really terrified me. <laughs> God bless. Yeah. Luke Perry stars as champion bull rider Lane Frost. Mm-hmm. Real and, name. Real name. And Luke Perry's slutty little waist was in this movie. <laughs> Taking taking the movie really for me. Yeah, that's all I watched was his. You want to cut off Gary Gary Oldman's head and paste it onto his tiny waist? Yeah, I mean, I mean, Luke Perry's pretty hot. He was a hot guy, but I'm sorry. Give me the Oldman head. Give me the Oldman head every time, but give me Luke Perry's slutty little waist because I want that. He's beautiful. Just a beautiful guy, Luke Perry. Just jeans worn just below your nipples. Oh, yeah. No, that's the women in this movie. Jesus Christ. I mean, their rib cages had to hurt. <laughs> Sorry, my jeans are caught in my bra. Hang oh, on a second. Oh, God. I mean, <laughs> these, 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 again, I know too many of these Gen Zers who are like, do not take my high-waisted pants away from me. And I'm like, I... <laughs> Uh, you, you keep them because no one else wants them but you and uh, young women in the early nineties. That's it. That's it. Specifically, the wife of uh, Lane Frost, played, exactly played by Cynthia Geary. Uh, who who is she? You have any idea? Cynthia Geary. Yeah. Who is yeah. she? She was on. Um, oh God. God damn it. Northern Exposure. 
she um she played this uh, the young woman who, who got knocked up by the old guy who runs the diner in that. Oh one. wow! I liked I liked Northern Exposure, and I knew I knew her, but again, it's just kind of sad because she's rather unremarkable in this movie. Oh yeah, everybody's really kind of unremarkable. The whole in this thing movie. is just so desperately unremarkable. <laughs> <laughs> We're like, how the fuck are we going to fill an how hour? Gonna, I don't know. We're already to this point. Uh, uh, yeah, Lane Frost tragically died when he was gored by a bull uh, at the bull ring. Yep. Uh, in 1989, five years before this movie was made. Yeah. Uh, they put him in the Bull Riding Hall of Fame. Great. He cowboyed up. I feel like we all did a little cowboying up in this movie. Um, at one point, Sean and I started talking about like other stuff. Yeah. Like, right, like, <laughs> so I think we both kind of tuned out just a little bit. <laughs> yeah, you're like watching somebody. You're watching somebody have a, like a Facebook freak out. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm just talking about the movie Body Parts with Jeff Faye. Oh God, which I actually was almost more interesting than this movie. <laughs> So yeah, I mean, again, you got you got like one of the, the one of the lesser Baldwin's, obviously Stephen Baldwin's in this, <laughs> and he's he's so the Baldwin we have at home. Oh, you have you have a Baldwin at home. <laughs> I love that. He's just and him everything him and he Daniel says, competing for that that bottom Baldwin. Oh, God. <laughs> Daniel. Is the ham <laughs> the literal like ham loaf of Baldwin's? Whereas uh, he, this one, uh, Stephen, is the simple Jack. He's of the, the simple Jack. <laughs> it just like I, I couldn't, I couldn't like get past like everything he did, and apparently he and his character and and. Luke Perry's character was supposed to be best friends. Yeah, but you didn't know that until like the very end of the movie. <laughs> yeah, it was really Cause weird because they were like they're just dicks. Like he's such a dick to him the right. whole movie. And and that's the thing. Like they really create like Lane's character to be like, I, I'm having fun too. Yeah. Is he, is he sundowning? Stop it. There's nothing funny about that. Come here, come here. Or keep barking, whatever. Um, yeah, yeah, again, it's like we have this character, or this this real human, this, mm-hmm. you know, Lane Frost. They, they, they really kind of depict him as this really nice, easygoing kind of guy. And then all of a sudden, someone says, you know what, I'm done writing this. Your turn. And hands it off to somebody else to write. And then all of a sudden, now he's a villain. You talk to another man. <laughs> And yeah, he just turns like total dickhead. Oh. Like, uh, his wife saw that the other men existed. Exactly. Just waiting, because like the minute we start talking, he's going to start going again. Oh, you know what? Let's let Funny out real quick. Maybe that'll help. Come on, go outside. I don't blame you. It's quieter out here. <laughs> There isn't some little shithead. Jesus. All right, where were we? Um. Oh, so yeah. Again, we're handing off the script in the middle of writing yeah. it, saying that um, we've decided that you know we want Luke Perry to be a villain, Lane Frost <laughs> to be a villain. Just suddenly, he's just an asshole. Like and- he's he's the nicest man in the world, nicest man in the world, nicest man in the world. 
cheats on his wife, fucking dickhead. But can we talk about the the, the major star turn of the the buckle bunny that is Renee Zellweger? <laughs> Renee Zellweger's in this movie. Not even enough, like not even enough time. Yeah, you know we get we get what barely. A minute and a half moments of her? of her, yes. And it's not enough. She's literally credited as Buckle, Buckle Bunny. Bunny. And apparently Buckle Bunnies are a real thing, which it just seems really weird that women are groupies for bull riders. I don't get it. <laughs> I do not understand it at all. I mean, it's somebody has to be, I guess. Well, okay, then, you know, garbage <laughs> men don't have, you know... How do you know? Truck... Truck titties. Tra- trash. Truck trash. Trash kitties. <laughs> trash kitties. <laughs> if they didn't before, they will now. I Yeah, every, every sort of faction should have their own groupies. Every kind of businessman, you know. Well, just, oh. just white women. Like, <laughs> I remember, I just had a terrible memory of the time that, like, I don't know, I, I found out about about truck stops and uh, people were talking about what they quote what they called quote unquote lot lizards. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> that was the first time I heard a terminology like that. God, ugh. I, I learned so much about truck stops, and there's so much semen involved. <laughs> like that's just it. No shame. No sex, shame. Sex work is work. Straight up. Semen drenched nights at the truck stop. <laughs> Semen soaked nights has nothing to do with eight seconds. I should tell you. <laughs> no, because there they're called buckle bunnies, not lot lizards. That's true. But okay, here's the thing. So early on, Lane gets his balls crushed. <laughs> this is the thing. <laughs> like as much as we like, we're trying to come up with things to talk about. The only thing we talked about in the entire movie was his balls. <laughs> the entire movie. We discussed what they might have replaced his balls with. I think it's titanium. So there's an accident early on in the movie where Lane Frost, uh, Dylan... Yeah, uh, Dylan. <laughs> just call him Dylan. <laughs> where Dylan gets his he, balls crushed. He gets... Uh, his, the bull just stomps his fucking dick. <laughs> just stomps it. And like Baldwin, it, it, I mean, uh, tough, his character, mm-hmm. he's like... Uh, <laughs> he's like, how's my dick, man? How's my dick? And oh. he responds... It's hanging on by a thread. Oh, and then he goes to like look at it. He goes, "Nope, you don't <laughs> no, want to see this." No, don't look at that. <laughs> and what upset they're me not, is that they're, they're, they're not joking. They're not they're, joking. This is in hushed tones, yeah. like a very serious, somber moment over his balls. So I want to know, like, did it fall off? I don't know. Or did his balls fall? Did off? they? I, mean, I looked it they up. They didn't. It they didn't have children, so I mean, that's true. That does say something but then again he also banged the 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 buckle bunny so did he or or did maybe (laughs) maybe he just looked at her boobs (laughs) i don't know i don't know but we've been we've been scouring google to find out if lane if lane frost did get his balls stomped yeah i googled that but the phone searches like if somebody checks my phone (laughs) they're gonna think what the fuck is this woman up to (laughs) i'm looking up how accurate is eight seconds? Oh, good one. And because uh, I want to know about why did first of all why include this if it didn't happen? <laughs> For funsies, <laughs> like, we were just we were just so bored. We just had to come up with something. So we needed an action. We needed a first. A- we needed an action in the first second in the first ha- first act. Right. And we chose stomping his balls. Oh. 
I mean, you even hear the crunch of it, you know? Like, it, it, they, they use a sound effect, like walking on, on crisp leaves to, to depict the sound of what it's like to have your balls smashed. Oh, it's something. To the ground. It's quite something. We, we could not let that go. Like, every time he sat down, every, he was near a VCR at one point, and I'm like, don't do it! And it's just like the balls just getting sucked into the VCR. <laughs> What is wrong with us? Let's see. Richard Harrington in the Washington Post. Unfortunately, fact is duller than fiction in this seemingly over-authorized telling <gasps> of the life of Lane Frost, world champion bull rider. Oh, <laughs> shit. Uh, but he doesn't seem to have anything about the balls. Nothing about the balls? He's not, he's not writing a word about his balls. Well, I mean, we got... How do we know? Exactly. <laughs> That's what this I'm is seeing. a key point in the movie. I need to know: Are his balls okay? <laughs> balls, <laughs> balls. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. They said the movie was fair. His family in the Oklahoma said the movie was fair to him. That what does, does that mean? I don't know what that means. Fair. What, again, it does. It says nothing about his balls. I don't think <laughs> anyone's balls will recover. <laughs> After having them stomped by a bull. Although the movie wasn't quite a true depiction of Frost's real life, the movie played a, ro- a key role in keeping his legacy alive. Yeah. But what about his balls? What about his balls? Like, that's honestly all we thought about. <laughs> if, yeah, they should have just called it Balls, the movie. <laughs> you, it's hard to recover. <laughs> it's hard to recover after you see a guy get his balls stomped. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm a woman. And all I could think about was that that should have ended his life right there. Like he, you know, and then he's he's feeling bad because he he was he called himself a pussy. It's like no, dude, your balls just got crushed. You're not a pussy. That's valid. <laughs> you getting upset? That's valid. I'm so confused about bull riding. Okay. I don't understand the eight seconds thing, and I don't think the movie explains the eight seconds thing. Agreed. I uh, the but the the movie is called Eight Seconds, yep. and apparently Eight Seconds is a big thing. Mm-hmm. And but in the movie, it's like everybody seems to be riding like for a full fucking minute. <laughs> and then they don't stop. <laughs> like, they just keep going, like. I, I guess there's like a buzzer that goes off. Is that buzzer telling you eight seconds and then what? You're supposed to just get off? I, I what's well, like, oh well, my shift's over. I mean, <laughs> I, <laughs> I mean, who's? How do you know who wins if everybody stops at eight seconds? Oh. Then how do you know who wins? I mean, does anyone really win? And I know if you're a bull rider, you're probably just like, oh, I, you don't, you dumb little counterculture hippies. Talking about you. It's not that hard to understand. <laughs> you know what we need to do? We need to get on to the Oklahoma Board of Tourism. Maybe there's something on there about bull riding. <laughs> ball riding? Ball riding. <laughs> riding your balls. Bull riding rules. And oh, you got this? Yeah. So the object of bull riding okay. is for a rider to mount the bull. And then once the bull is let out into the arena to stay on the bull for at least eight seconds as the bull spins, kicks, twists, and in in an attempt to throw them off, if the rider doesn't stay on top of the bull for eight seconds, they go unscored. So they don't don't get a goddamn thing. Judge gives scores based on the rider's performance if he manages to stay off the ground and over the bull for at least eight seconds. So it's like style points? It's like uh, fucking figure skating? Yeah, basically. (laughs) And I'm not going to lie, 
it's not nearly as um, graceful, let's say, as mm-hmm. ice skating. Um, and it, it, watching this, the whole thing, it just I just kept seeing the the CGI of Harry Potter on the back of like the troll in the, in the first movie. <laughs> Because that's what they looked like. They looked like CGI, yeah. you know. Or like when his, uh, his when his, uh, what do you call it? His broom went out of went all yeah, crazy. Yeah, exactly. And he's like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> and that's, that's what the bull riders looked like. I don't know. Um, bulls seem very angry. I don't think they want to be doing this. Anybody ask them if they want to do this? I feel like it just was a white man that said, you know what? We haven't ruined that yet. Let's try bulls. <laughs> God. Do we do we eat bulls? <gasps> no. Like, I, oh God, I would hope not. I don't understand the bull situation. Why do bulls exist? Do they exist to create cows? No, that's not. <laughs> what did I just say? I, no, that is not what that's that, not no. what that means. No, no. I don't know. Having said that, I did just find on YouTube topless bull riding competition. <laughs> what the fuck? I don't know, but we're gonna go look at it real quick. Uh, if you get safe search on. <laughs> no. No, actually, my anti. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> it's not even a real bull. It's one of those that are like at a bar. Uh, Damn it! I was but really they open. are topless, though. They definitely are are topless. <laughs> uh, probably shouldn't be a few of these. Oh my! I yeah. Wow. <laughs> twenty eight. Oh, twenty eight seconds. Good for them. She's going down. She's oh god. Oh God! Yeah. She actually still. Oh dear. <laughs> she has a, her her top is still on, kind of. It's gonna come off. Uh, yeah. Is that the is that like the whole point of the thing is to to shake them so much that their top comes off? The the first comment on this is, "I'm in love." More cushion for the push. Oh goodness. <laughs> Leroy T. <laughs> Thank you, Leroy T. He pronounces it Leroy. <laughs> God damn it, that's so good. Anyway, anyway, yeah. So I mean, basically, there's bull riding and there's there's cheating. This is directed by John G. Avildsen, who directed uh, Rocky. Yeah, and Karate Kid, and uh, good for him. Yeah. You know, the thing about Rocky and Karate Kid was that they were interesting. Yeah. Like they were movies <laughs> that you wanted to watch. This was so boring. <laughs> so boring. What did I say at the beginning of this movie? I forget what I uh. said. Where it's like, imagine, imagine enjoying this. Or <laughs> <laughs> And we couldn't. We actually, we actually couldn't. That's why we had to imagine. Imagine it. <laughs> God bless. Oh yeah. And again, it's 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 just your your basic, typical. Yeah, it's a it's a biopic. Yeah, there's um, there's that. Um, some of it happened, sorta. Uh, and a guy got his balls crushed. Got a balls crushed. Uh, Stephen Baldwin makes the Joker face a thousand times. <laughs> That's just his face. That's just his face. I'm sorry. That is just his face. Uh, definitely the lesser Baldwin for me. <laughs> definitely. You keep changing your Baldwin ranking every week. <laughs> every time we have to see a new Baldwin. 
We've seen too much of Steven, <laughs> I feel. Isn't this the year of Biodome? Aren't we in oh, that I year hope, now? Oh, God, please. Oh, it's going to hurt so bad. Uh, it's going to hurt so bad. There's too much Baldwins. I agree. Like the Remember when Daniel was trapped in that little thing around his desk in that Do movie? Do you remember that? And no, none of us understood why? Because <laughs> then he was just up out of that oh, my God. circle later and it didn't make any sense. <laughs> or, or is, you know he he doesn't want anybody to touch him. Whereas Stephen, he he's climbing into bed with everybody. They're all sleeping in the same bed, just having a good time, just having a cowboy up time. Yeah, yeah, cowboy up. <laughs> you got a cowboy up in that situation. Does that mean man up? Is that what that means? <laughs> I think maybe. I don't fucking know. <laughs> I don't know. Clearly, you're not a cowboy. <laughs> I've neither cowboyed up nor down. Oh my god, I definitely cowboyed down in this movie. <laughs> um, again, it, like it wasn't, it wasn't like a bad movie. It just was. If if again, if beige were a film, that's oh, what this felt like. Wow. Except for the ball crushing scene, yeah, which was a favorite. And then the, when he brought that trailer home, that was awesome. That fucking trailer <laughs> I was would awesome. Live in that trailer. I wanted that I would trailer. Live in that. Agreed. Agreed. He brought home a trailer for him and his wife to live in, because I guess... Well, I thought initially that the plan was to take that with them on the road so they could live on the road together. And then he just leaves her there. Just just, just, just parks it? They just don't take the house with them when they go. And it's like, why not? Take take your house? Take your wife with you? (laughs) Nah. Nah. (laughs) You stay here. (laughs) We need to to give her a reason to sleep with uh, her former boyfriend. Thus letting me off the hook when I bang buckle bunnies. Buckle bunnies. Constantly banging those buckle bunnies, This movie is very fair. Very fair. (laughs) Very fair. What does that even mean? I don't know what that means. That's what the family said. The family said it was a very... pretty fair. It was fair to him. It was fair, you know. He was kind of a dick. He He didn't have any balls. (laughs) Um, I could have told you that. (laughs) This man has no balls. (laughs) He's ballless. Um, again, when you find that that's all you're focusing on in a film, I feel like something has been done wrong. It just—it's just such a basic bitch movie. Yeah, it is. It is. And Luke Perry is just not doing anything in this movie. I mean, he's just there's just nothing there. He's just a blank void where a script is. Yeah, is that's just regurgitating script. Smile here. Uh, now uh, you're mad about something. Oh, I'm mad about. Oh, oh other a, other men exist. <laughs> I like that actually. <laughs> <laughs> you Duke boys, you know. How did my wife find out that other men exist? <laughs> yeah, and you know what pisses me off is that is that whole idea of purity culture, like. He knows that when he no when he met her he knew she, that she wasn't a virgin she's not a virgin right. going into their marriage and but he's all pissed off when she sleeps with a, another guy which is like the first guy she slept with I think actually was this guy yeah before him before exactly. they met then she came back around and fucked him again after they were married because he was an absent fucking dickhead asshole yeah off banging Renee Zellweger um, I mean given the chance. <laughs> Am I right? But, but, like, that whole purity culture thing of, like, people talking about body counts and shit. Yeah. Like, we, we're we such a dumbass backwards country. Like, because, like, growing up, like, every guy was, like, patted on the back when you were, like, oh, what, did you get some? 
You getting as many get as many as you can. Yep. Yeah. You, how's your you bet the, the notches on the bedpost oh. and all that shit? Then a woman will will go have sex and they're like that fucking whore. How dare she? <laughs> Such a slut. Fucking. Oh my god. She's ruined. She is a ruined woman. Oh, is that like what um, Andrew Tate says is a low value woman? Because I I'm here for that. <laughs> I am a very low-value woman. I've, I've told people that many times. The men who don't understand how vaginas work. Ah, <laughs> oh, her vagina's all blown out now. That's not how That's that works, a, sir. It's not. That is not physiologically. No. That is not how that works. God, I... But then again, have you heard Ben Shapiro's thing where he doesn't think the female orgasm exists? Because, <laughs> cause, sir, because you, you've never achieved it, sir. He just it's hasn't. Just done women, it. women's vaginas just seal right up when they see you. That's <laughs> that is not that is not empirical evidence, sir. Oh, like everything just went right back inside of me. Any any thought of how hot Macarian is. Slutty little waist was, but now I'm just I've, I've actually everything is in du- it's all dust, the city of dust. In my nether regions, <laughs> just thinking about Ben Shapiro. I'm, See, that's evidence that that's proves a- women can't have orgasms. <laughs> I don't understand. God bless. <laughs> if I can't do it, no man can. Oh, stop it, Ben oh, Shapiro! There's a, a lot of things men can do that you can't, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be surprised. <laughs> How did this become about Ben Shapiro? This, this movie is so fucking boring. Because it's just like listening to Ben Shapiro is just like having your balls crushed by a girl. <laughs> right? Yeah, slightly worse. <laughs> uh, so the ball, the bull's gonna stomp on my on my scrotum. Yep. Or I have to listen to Ben Shapiro. Yep. Which one? Oh, or, fuck. I guess it's scrotum time. <laughs> where's Where's the fucking ball? <laughs> <laughs> beautiful <laughs> oh my god oh yeah it's, so oh, james rebhorn plays his dad and it just in the laziest hack screenwriting thing ever like it's just his dad is always just withholding the words i love you oh my god and like moving the goalpost every time he achieves something like it's like just not good enough it's like hey you know what that's that's great son but you're still sucky. <laughs> you still, uh, but you were a little sideways on the bowl there. Uh, I mean, you know. <laughs> and then he does finally have a moment of, you know, where he can actually be open to his son. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm proud of you, yeah. son. Not in a gay way, <laughs> but uh, I'm proud of you. What, I'm what? not going to say I love you. <laughs> That's uh, gay. But uh, I am fixing this fence, which uh, is, is my, my love, love language. language. <laughs> That's beautiful, man. You see me working on the fence, son. That's how you know. <laughs> I truly care. I know Dad loves me. He's working on the fence again. <laughs> oh, man. Daddy, Daddy's working on the fence again, Daddy. Mom. He loves me. Mama. Mama. Hey, Mama. Daddy loves me. <laughs> He's working on the fence. <laughs> That's beautiful. <sighs> Repression is a wonderful thing. Oh, you know what? I wouldn't I, know my, a world without it. My dad never said I love you. Aww. It's okay. He always said that to me, but <laughs> it was because he had a few by that point. <laughs> and that's okay. You know, take what you can get. <laughs> I like crumbs, you know? 
That's how all of my exes were, too. <laughs> Just give me the crumbs. I'll take it. Oh, oh. Eight seconds is revealing a lot about Amy. It really is. <laughs> Who would have thought that a ball-crushing bull-riding movie would bring out the... Bring out the daddy in me. <laughs> daddy. <laughs> daddy. Daddy. What's wrong with us? Because if you're bored below a certain point in America, you, it goes from dad to, like, if it's, like, in the Northeast, it's father. <laughs> then you go a little bit lower, then it's dad. Then you have to a certain portion of the of the lower portion of the United States. is daddy. Daddy. Hey, daddy. I'm Why don't daddy, daddy love me? <laughs> my, I've never seen daddy work on the fence. <laughs> You know, I think it's always like daddies like that <laughs> that repress a lot uh, of homosexual tendencies. It's always that. That's why he works on the fence all the time. <laughs> always. Daddy. My daddy. I don't I, I, I don't really understand southern culture. I don't pretend to mm-hmm. understand it. I just don't like the word daddy. In any way. Like I understand it for like four year old girls. Yeah, four-year-old girls I think are allowed to call their daddy, daddy. I think that was the last time I called my dad daddy. <clears throat> but like, listen to me say the word daddy. Does that not make you uncomfortable? Daddy. <laughs> I'm just the when you say just it that be way. saying it. Just, just saying, saying it daddy. at all. Yeah, it just doesn't sound right. Like that I say, hit me, daddy. <sighs> oh wow. See, that's yeah. But then. I could go so much darker than that. I'm not going to. I'm not going to. I'm a good person. Just, It's so unnatural for me to say it. I really hate saying it. It should be unnatural for anyone yeah. under the age of four. Yeah. It really should be. Over the age of four. Yeah. Yeah. That, <laughs> what you said. It should be that. God damn it. So, um. <laughs> yeah. This is a movie. I don't understand. I, do, do you do you like Luke Perry? I I I I loved Luke Perry. And you know, I, I was he and, sad when he, he passed and, uh, away. He and David Arquette were best friends. Did you know that? I didn't even. I had no idea they even they hung were, out. They were the best of friends. And one night, uh, when David Arquette was doing his wrestling thing, Luke Perry saved his life. How? So he was re- David Arquette is wrestling in what's called a death match. Okay. With the king of the death death match, Nick Gage. And they are bashing each other with light tubes. <laughs> Those are very dangerous very, and highly toxic. They're very dangerous. They're very toxic. So uh, Nick Gage like bashes our cat with a light tube that cuts his fucking jugular. <gasps> Fuck off. <laughs> true, true story. And our cat won't stop the match. He continues the match while holding his jugular. <laughs> He loses the match, and he comes off the the stage. He comes out of the ring, and he's going to the backstage. And like Luke Perry's, like, we got to go to the hospital right now. You're going to die. Oh my god! <laughs> so Luke Perry took him to the hospital and saved his life. That's <laughs> that's fucking insane, right? What that is. Meanwhile, you know what else Luke Perry is known for in professional wrestling. His son, Jack Perry, is professional wrestler Jungle Boy. Okay, I have to look this up. Jungle Boy, Jack Perry. Uh, formula, I don't know if he's formerly of AEW. He's recently of AAW, but he had a kind of a falling out with the owner. Okay. Not all that long ago. He's hot. Jungle Jack Perry. Oh, he's very young. 
<laughs> he's very young. Yes. <laughs> he's very young. He does. How he looks just like his dad. Isn't that crazy? Aww. Yeah. Well. And there's to, that. <laughs> so now I gotta. This takes a little bit of explanation. So let me get into this very quickly. He is a. He's been wrestling for a while. He got into a thing where he was working with Christian from the WWE, who is uh, now in AEW. Christian of Edge and Christian. He, like he's been wrestling for years. Christian's gimmick currently is making fun of people with dead parents. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's, I, that is his gimmick. They literally call their 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 thing is called the patriarchy. That's their their faction. Oh and God. every time he wrestles somebody who has a dead parent, he asks them about their dead parent. Oh my god. <laughs> To the point, it's like the biggest meme in all of professional wrestling. So he did a thing recently at a match where he was facing off against a guy named Daniel Garcia, and he asked him about, uh, you know where Jack Garcia is? And he listed this address, and people Googled the address, and it was a fucking cemetery. Shut up! What the fuck, dude? <laughs> oh my god. It's heel heat. <laughs> He's the bad guy. I, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. <laughs> so, yeah, it. he made numerous comments, numerous jokes about uh, Luke Perry, about Jack's dad being dead. That, that's so upsetting. Yeah. Wow. With Luke's wife in attendance. Oh, of course. <laughs> why not? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> this is why I want to have a podcast where I explain professional wrestling things to people who don't watch wrestling and try I... and see. Uh, I got to make this. How am I going to make this Okay. We talked about that. Yeah, it was that one that, that that plane ride with all those wrestlers. Oh, the plane ride from hell. Yeah, the plane ride from hell. That was a very interesting fucking story, though. It really was. Yeah, that is a you know Brock Lesnar and Kurt Hennig nearly wrestling through the door. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, yeah. Scott Hall was just so drunk. Oh my God. Gold Dust is singing to his ex-wife on the on the plane speaker, trying to win her back, but he's too drunk. <laughs> Yeah, that's a hell of a story. That's a hell of a story. But my first one was going to be Kerwin White. Did I tell you the Kerwin White story? I feel like I feel like I know that name. So there's this guy named Chavo Guerrero. Uh, we're off on tangents. Just this well, yeah, is going to be what it is the now. The movie was really fucking boring. It's so, so boring. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Chavo Guerrero <clears throat> is a uh, part of a legendary wrestling family, the Guerreros. He's Eddie's nephew, Eddie Guerrero's nephew. Oh, sure, nephew. sure, sure. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, name. His dad was a famous wrestler. His whole family was famous in Mexico. So, he's in the WWE, this is around 2005, uh, I, think Eddie's, I think Eddie's still alive at this point. Okay. Um, <laughs> Chavo, they're looking for something to deal with him. So, Chavo is getting off the bus at the arena one night, and Vince Mc, comes up to Vince McMahon, Vince says to him, how's it going, Kerwin? And he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> so, he tells him that his new, his new character is going to be Kerwin White. And the whole thing is that he's going to be uh, a Mexican man who dyes his hair blonde and denies his Mexican heritage to claim that he is now white. Because white is right. <laughs> that is... I hate that already, but okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ. He comes to the ring in a golf cart with a caddy. <laughs> he's got his hair dyed blonde and he's like a golfer. And this his catchphrase his catchphrase is white is right. I hate that. <laughs> I really hate that. Like more than I've ever hated anything in my life. Yeah. Uh, Vince McMahon's a fucking monster. He really is. He's just a 
Well, How can you continue to watch wrestling knowing that he's... He's gone. Oh, is he, he really? Oh, you didn't know. No. Oh, he is gone. Vince is gone. What yeah. did... No, he... The lawsuits finally arrived. Like, the woman started speaking outside the non-disclosure agreement, and you haven't heard what Vince McMahon did? You, I think you kind of alluded to it, but I didn't really understand the full gravity All right, we're going to pause the podcast for a moment here. Yeah. Oh, my God. So that was Amy reacting to what I just told you. Oh, my God. <laughs> the horrors of Vince McMahon don't begin to stop there, but yeah. He, he's the Antichrist. He's, he's a... A horrible human being. Wow. And he's really, he has tainted, like, the history of professional wrestling in a way that is difficult to discuss. Doesn't his daughter <clears throat> do it now? No, no, she retired. Retired? Yeah, she just started to, she went to do something else. Mm. But uh, her husband, Triple H, is now in charge, so. Jeez. He seems like a good guy. Imagine your dad being, like, really fucking gross. <laughs> Could you? <laughs> and horrible. <laughs> Could you imagine? No, <laughs> you know, say what you will about our own father, but my God, nothing ever like that. <laughs> Holy shit! He was just drunk and reser- and reserved his love, <laughs> and yeah. repressed his love. Yeah, well, I mean, we we didn't mind. Yeah, because you know we're very into repression in this family. Anyway. <laughs> we don't like to remember things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Could you imagine, like you? But I mean, they had to know. Oh, yeah. They had to know their dad was a piece of shit. I mean, he did an entire... Again, we're on a tangent here, folks. This is just the the tangent is happening. (laughs) He did an angle where... uh, Hang on. So, this is a major angle going into WrestleMania. Like, this is on television everywhere he's doing this. Right. His wife, Linda, is somehow frightened into a coma. So, he starts bringing her around in a wheelchair... And all the while, he is cheating on her in front of her with professional wrestler Trish Stratus. So, like, he'll wheel her out onto the stage and make out with Trish while Linda is sitting there. That's the angle. Like, he's a terrible person because he's cheating on her. She doesn't know it because she's in a coma. What the fuck? This is all building to a fight between him and his son at WrestleMania. (laughs) He's going to... His son are going to hit each other with, like, fucking garbage can lids for for 30 minutes. But yeah, then then we get closer through this angle, right? And again, when people tell you who they are, just believe them. Uh, yeah, Vince honestly. McMahon has been telling us who he is for years. He decides that it's time to punish Trish Stratus for being his uh, for being his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. So he brings her out to the ring. This happens on live fucking television. He uh, makes her undress down to her underwear, crawl around the ring on her hands and knees, and bark like a dog. Oh my god. That happened on national television. Well, 20,000 fans cheered. Uh, they they cheered. They cheered. Of course, yeah, they, of course they did. Of course they did. <laughs> he had it to the point where she actually had unsnapped her bra to potentially show her breasts in the ring before he stopped it. Unfucking believable. Yeah. Yeah, he's a fucking monster. Oh my god. That's what he did on television. Now like, imagine what, he, what happened. He wrote he that. Doors. Yeah. He wrote that himself and then went to the ring and performed that in front of the world. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And people wanted to be part of wrestling. Like, <laughs> that's so weird to me. 
I mean, yeah, I don't even I don't even know. How, I mean, I I still watched professional wrestling after that. I was a terrible person as a younger person. That's not true. You were not. You were misguided. <laughs> like so many of us. Uh, <laughs> we all felt bad. Yeah. I think, I think we a all lot did. of us, um, you know, again, lots of repression. Like mm-hmm. we, 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 we ate repression but, like it was but going out like, of style. Everybody judges, everybody looks at that back and they go, well, he was the bad guy. I mean, like, of course he did that. He was the bad guy. That's, that's not an excuse. <laughs> that's not the excuse. Wow. But he's basically telling us on national television that his kink is humiliating people. Oh. I mean, yeah, it, think about it. Think about the evidence that you have now. What is his kink? It's humiliating people. Yeah. Like he said, like one of his employees who's also being sued by the woman who is suing him, John Laurinaitis, uh, he claims now that he was forced into three ways with Vince and this woman against his will. Because Vince's kink is humiliating people into doing things they don't want to do. But nobody could say, nobody said no, nobody Nobody said no to Vince McMahon. Nobody says no to billionaires. That's... He's a billionaire. He's a billionaire. He's a billionaire. Why is it that all billionaires are horrible people? (laughs) Like, It's almost like capitalism isn't good. Who knew? Who knew? There's no ethical consumption under capitalism. Who knew? (laughs) Who knew? By the way, uh, go on our Patreon. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Because that's socialist. Hey, you're helping out really poor people over here. We're a charity case all of our own here. Wow. Wow, that's fascinating. That's more fascinating than today's movie, Eight Seconds. What was today's movie? Eight Seconds, yeah. Eight Seconds, yeah. Such a boring fucking movie. Oh, and (laughs) you know what? I, and I, I thought about it, too, as I'm watching it, and I'm like, I don't want to be mean about Luke Perry, because I like him, and mm-hmm. it makes me sad that he's gone, but at the same time, honey, then no, this was not the movie. Go, you know, give me another Buffy the Vampire Slayer. You know, you tried He had a lot more one. personality in that movie. Absolutely he did. And, and I th- you know what, I think he could have been a fantastic film actor. Like, I never wanted him to be one of those, you know, Hallmark movie actors. Yeah. And, I'm oh, sorry, when you're on Riverdale, you're that close to it. <laughs> Um, no offense, MJ, because this I know is, MJ uh, loved Riverdale, but... This is slightly above Calendar Girl, like, in terms of 90210 movies. Yeah. This is better than Calendar Girl. Well, by <laughs> leaps and bounds. But you know what? My last bowel movement was better than Calendar Girl, so, I mean, that's not really saying much. We've not seen any other 90210 actors in anything yet. I think I'm okay with in that. In the 90s. I mean, obviously, we'll get to, uh, we'll get to Shannon Doherty. Oh, <clears throat> Mallrats? Was it a very good 90s movie? Mallrats? Was yeah. Oh, that's right. That is this year, isn't it? I don't know if it's this year. It's coming up in the 90s. but Oh, maybe it isn't this year. It's in the 90s. It is the 90s. Yeah. Because it was right after... Clerks. And it could very well be this year. I don't know. It better be. Um, yeah, the... the uh, just, yeah. Uh, so, she's got the best... <laughs> 90210 movie that I can think of. That's I mean, I'm, true. Tori Spelling's not been in anything. Uh, Jay uh, Garth. Yeah. Jenny Garth hasn't done anything. Yeah, I mean... They were, like, doing Lifetime movies. Again. Like, it's just like, I don't know, you get to a certain although, age and all this... of a sudden you're all Melissa Joan Hart. I don't understand what's happening. <laughs> isn't this like a male Lifetime movie when you get down to it? You know, isn't this it This is kind of like a male Lifetime yeah, movie. Yeah, you know, having your balls crushed is akin <laughs> to having your heart broken. I would say. Just like a Lifetime movie, indeed. Or a Hallmark movie. Yeah. Hallmark Hall of Fame presents Ow, my balls! (laughs) 
I just was thinking that that line from Family Guy where their their lifetimes on the TV, and it's like Lifetime Television for idiots. <laughs> One of my favorite Alex Borstein deliveries ever. And that's that, that's that true. great ep- that great episode where Peter's obsessed with uh, sad movies on oh, Lifetime. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I don't got a good feeling about suicide. <laughs> oh, damn it. That show had some great moments. Yeah. God damn. Yeah. I haven't watched it in years. Yeah, but... me neither. <laughs> it started getting a little bit too bloody and yeah. gory for me. Once Stewie kept dying and I, you know. That was Brian that kept dying. Brian? No, Stewie kept, like, there was a whole episode where it was like, it was like Weekend at Bernie's, but it was like Weekend at Stewie's and his head was bashed in yeah. the entire time. Oh, okay. I kind of remember That's that. That's not funny. Yeah. That doesn't make me laugh, Seth MacFarlane. <laughs> you know? You don't do that with a main character, don't Seth. Do that. Especially like because Stewie and Brian are like beloved. That's, like, what, that's what you do to that's what you do to uh what's his name? Uh the big chin guy. The big chin guy? Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Quagmire. Okay. Yeah. That's no. what you do you do a quagmire with oh. weekend weekend at Bernie's quagmire episode. He doesn't have to be dead. Obviously, Stewie wasn't really dead. No. But, but like, you do a weekend at Birdies with Quagmire because he's, like, a secondary character and you don't have to have feelings about him. You don't really need to hear Giggity. <laughs> right? Well, because he's dead. You wouldn't hear it. That's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> You'd have Brian, like, puppeting him through Giggity. 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 <laughs> God bless. Wait, we really are all over this. <laughs> we just didn't enjoy this movie. You know, so far, 1994 sucks. It's terrible. It's just not good. <laughs> no. And I'm really bummed out about that. It doesn't get better either. That's the thing. <laughs> Unless Mallrats is this year. That Maybe, yeah, that, that. that would be better. So, I don't know. I, you know what? I want to look at the 94 movie list again, because I, I just feel like we deserve we, we deserve something better. Uh, wow. Well, it's not coming in the month of March, I can tell you that. Oh, are you already looking at the month of March? I am, yeah. I know what our next movie is. Wait, I, I don't get a, an option? <laughs> I mean, I can give you an option, but you're going to take the option that I give you. And? It's The Chase, starring Charlie Sheen and... Christy Swanson. Christy's fuck that movie! Right-wing Swanson. No! Fuck her and fuck that movie. <laughs> the only option is Greedy, and I don't want to watch Greedy. Who's greedy? greedy? I think it's like Mike... It's like it's like Kirk Douglas and his Will, and I think Michael J. Fox might be in it. Oh, no. I... But I like Michael J. Fox. <laughs> oh, Interview with the Vampires this year. Oh, isn't it? Yeah. And I, I don't like Tom Cruise, but I did love that movie. Antonio Banderas is beautiful in that. <laughs> Clerks is this year. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. And, uh... Yeah, Natural Born Killers. Mmm. Fuck that movie. Natural hate, Born Killers? Hate that movie. You hate that movie? Such fucking trash. Pulp Fiction's this year. That's a good movie. Uh... Oh God, the cowboy way with Kiefer Sutherland. Are they going to cowboy up? They're probably going to cowboy up. Mind your balls. Oh, Forrest Gump's this year. Oh, I, I hate Forrest Gump. <laughs> Cops and Robertsons. Oh, Chevy Chase classic. Jack Palance at his Jack Palanceiest. Oh. Uh, yeah, and then Serial Mom, which I do look forward to that one because that's a pretty fucking classic. So we have some good ones coming up. Just. <laughs> They're just not right now. They're not right now. We're probably we'll get when we get closer to the end of summer, we'll start seeing some some decent ones. So what are you obsessed with right now? Right now. Well I'm I'm I went back on a Gilmore Girls kick because there's something about the show that I loved the show. I absolutely loved the show back in the day when it was on WB. I loved it, loved it, loved it. And then as I got older, it started to annoy me. 
because I'm like, there's no fucking way that a ten year old girl is gonna know who Imogene Coca is. It's just like these little these lines that fly out of these people's mouth, and it's such a smart. Uh, you know, show, and I just saw an episode where they had like Sonic Youth and Joe Pernice and uh, Yola Tango and all these bands out out on the the quad there that looked so cool and they sounded great. And I'm just like, no town is like that. Like somebody there likes Brooks and Dunn. I'm sorry, they do. <laughs> no town is that cool. Um, so then I, I decided I want to rewatch it. And as I started with the with the first season, I remembered just why I loved it so much because it definitely is a comfort show it's like your mom's best casserole when you're in it and you're watching it you can take a nap you feel warm it's like <laughs> listening to bob ross talk um and i really thoroughly enjoy it as i'm getting now i think i'm into the seventh season which they said is it's the gilmore ghosts because amy sherman paladino was obviously not there for this season and so far yeah it's horrible i fucking hate it <laughs> I really understand what people are saying. Nothing against Lauren Graham because, again, she's one of my idols. But I remembered why I liked it in the first place, and I stopped letting myself overthink it because it's just a fucking show. So that's me. What about you? Um, right now, it's the movie Body Parts with uh, <laughs> Jeff Fahey and uh, uh, Brad Dourif. Oh, uh, it's about a guy who gets into a car accident and loses his arm, and his arm is replaced <laughs> by the arm of a killer. It sounds. Top knot. <laughs> Tell me more. I, just, a, I love the. Yeah, there's this thing in screenwriting called fun and games, where, <laughs> like after the after the thing happens that changes the plot, you have to show like fun and games. Here's what happens to demonstrate that the character is different now. Oh, I see. Yeah. You know, okay. So like after Teen Wolf becomes a wolf, he like surfs on top of the van. Oh. This is the fun and games portion. Yeah, you know, he's learning how to play basketball, but he's getting kind of arrogant. Uh oh. Uh-oh. Gotcha. So the fun and games portion here is that uh, prior to prior to <laughs> uh, his accident, he throws there's this line that goes. He's talking to his wife, and she says, "You know, I love you." And he goes, "Even though I don't like football." <laughs> Without any prompting. No prompting at all. Because even though I'm not into football, like to me, I, that's where I would go. What? <laughs> What are you talking about? You're so random. <laughs> Even though you don't love football. Stop it. <laughs> oh this God. is apparently a thing with them. But of course, immediately after he returns home from having gotten his new killer arm, he can now throw the football so, with his son. I know, but how did he acquire the killer arm? And does the killer arm have a brain of its so own? So Lindsay Duncan uh, is oh, the... Oh, I love Lindsay Duncan. Brilliant. Yeah. See the reflecting skin. Great fucking Oh, I movie. bet. Yeah. Um, both of, both this movie, and Body Parts, and The Reflecting Skin are in my book okay. um, that I'm working on. So uh, she she's a genius. She find, They got the arm because the guy who was giving up the arm was about to be executed okay. uh, in prison for multiple murders. Uh, and uh, the arm, apparently, I guess the blood in the arm is still connected psychically to the brain that is not entirely dead, even though it was sawed off the man's body. <laughs> And uh, so the the arm is consistently trying to get back to the killer who is calling it with his brain, I guess. Calling his arm, <laughs> causing. But first he's got to first he's got to turn Jeff Fahey into the king of fingering, because that's the part of the fun and games. Suddenly, suddenly to get used to that new arm, he's got to show off what he can do with the new fingers. You know, I don't understand that. <laughs> it's fun and games. I, I, it's uh, it, par- apparently before he had the accident, he couldn't finger anything. He was just missing. He's just oh, down there. Just, He's just <laughs> tapping on nope, her thighs. Wrong hole. Wrong hole. 
<laughs> now he's got a new arm. He's got a killer's arm. Fingers like a champion. <laughs> I mean, I think that's a weird, like, personality trait to give an arm. <laughs> oh, is that weird? Really you think that's figuring. weird? Really? You think that's unusual? I'm just pointing it out. I don't think anybody else would give that much thought, but you I find, would. You found the flaw here. <laughs> Somebody had to. God. <laughs> But of course, you know, things happen. He starts to get, he becomes moody. He becomes angry. He whacks his son in the face with the new arm. I mean, if yeah. the arm is a killer, <laughs> why didn't he just kill his he son? He finds out that, uh, that, the, that the, other kill, the other arm of the killer is now on an artist played by Brad Dourif, who is now painting these brilliant killer artworks that are based off of the weird visions that the killer arms are giving people. And another guy got both of the killer's legs. So which, does he walk which fast? He, he he can play basketball now, where he couldn't before. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's not how that works. But then he's in traffic and he's driving, and uh, the the killer decide the killer legs decide to press the gas instead of the brake, and now we're in a dangerous situation. <laughs> but the guy, even after that, the guy's like, "No, my legs aren't doing this. What are you talking about? You're fucking crazy, dude. Oh They're just legs. They don't have brains." Everybody keeps telling Jeff Fahey this. Like, Brad Dourif and this guy are like, arms and legs don't have brains, dude. They can't, they can't make you do things. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking up uh, body parts. 1991. Good poster, right? Uh, interesting. Uh, it was plagued by infamy and scandal that brought unwanted and undeserved controversy to its release. Most of body parts is a creepy, thoughtful psychological thriller. <laughs> Clearly, you haven't seen it. I know. It it won an Academy of Science Fiction, Fantasy, and Horror Films nomination. Or, no, it won one, and then it was nominated. Some of the makeup is pretty good. The body, like the body horror stuff, the staples, and the. It raised a lot of questions. Like, he's got this new arm, right? Mm -hmm. And it's covered in staples. Like, covered in, like. And then, like. Was that. That had to be there before you transplanted it, then, doesn't it? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Or is that post transplant? You just cut the arm open to try and reattach all the nerves? I don't understand. I don't. Wow. Just. (laughs) I don't know. And there's something about Jeff Fahey that always scared the fuck out of me. He just. That stupid hair. It's all of it. It's his face. The whole package. His mouth. Like everything about him always creeped me out. I never. Why anybody thought he was like a, a hunk? I don't understand that. Did, I didn't did get they? that. Because I, I don't... I, if they did, they they didn't tell me that I was supposed to feel that way. And He's I'm like, always asking for people gen- to tell me This is also a time when Nick Nolte was a hunk. You know, good point. <laughs> he was the sexiest man alive. If he's the sexiest man alive, Jeff Fahey can be considered handsome. I feel like it's all because he wore glasses once. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that's what I think is the case there. Is it's that just, what that it's is? It's just so weird. It's so weird. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So, so, yeah, that's my... I'm obsessed with body parts. I'm like 3,000 words into a review that I'm not done with yet. I can't wait for your book to come out. I, it's going to be a little bit, but yeah, I'm working on it. You're going to you're gonna knock them dead. Uh, I, I'd hope so. I, I can't I also write, got a tattoo. So. I got my you first did, tattoo. You first tattoo. I don't know why I got a tattoo, but it's I got two. a tattoo. It happened. It's, it's a, there. It looks it's great. A, it's a movie quote. It's cool. Nobody knows what the movie is from. What movie it's from? Isn't that from Elizabeth Town? How did you know? Because I love that fucking movie. Fuck. Oh my god! 
I love that movie. My friend Faith is going to be so very, very happy. That <laughs> you're the only per- you're the only person in the club. Really? I put th- we put this on Instagram and Twitter last night, and nobody, no one has come through with the quote. I think that is until the, one now. of the most underrated crow films yeah. there is. I remember you because you and I watched it over at my old house when I lived across the street over there, and I just remember. Again, you got your whole manic pixie thing. You got all of that. And we had a lot of characters, a lot of women characters like that back then. But I thought uh, Kirsten Dunst was remarkable. I yeah. thought she was... Re- and again, Orlando Bloom. I didn't... I Ooh. didn't. I thought it was the weakest Cameron Crowe movie when I, I first I saw it. it. Yeah. Because I, I had a lot of problems with it. And I, I had told my friend that, uh, that, who loves this movie, and she was like, you're wrong. You need to watch the movie again. <laughs> and I've seen it like a dozen times since then, and now it's like our Your thing. movie, yeah. It's our movie. That's fantastic. Fucking killer soundtrack. Oh, absolutely. Well, I mean, you can't go wrong with Cameron Crowe anyways. He's he always going to do he's that. He's going to give a killer soundtrack every time. Absolutely. Oh, I love that. Yeah, and it looks really good. And that's, see, that's why I always wanted to get the tattoos on my arms, and I haven't done that, because I just have Bill Hicks on my back. So I need to do something like that. Shout here. out to my guy, Robert. If you're going to get it done... Aquemini Inc. on Washington Street in Davenport, <gasps> Iowa. They named it after an Outcast album. That's what the name of the place is. And Robert is—I mean, I would, Faith, my friend, was telling me that that this is going to hurt. You need to be ready because this is going to hurt. Mm-hmm. Robert is the gentlest human being I've ever met in my life, and like it didn't bother me hardly at all. That's awesome. Like, I had no, I had no bad pain experience here. Fucking hell, that's... I'll definitely check that out. Yeah, Robert, uh... Robert's great. I'm gonna be an animator. My god! Well, and, and also, I'm proud of you for doing that as well. Because, you know, sometimes we just gotta do things that make us happy and... I feel like I never surprise people, so... <laughs> you are... pretty plain. Um... But now you're you're playing with an exceptional arm, <laughs> just like body parts. Ah, ah it all comes it around. <laughs> God bless. <laughs> yeah. So um, now an evil squid is coming back for its ink. <laughs> <laughs> Why has no one made that movie yet? I would have rather watched that movie today. <laughs> Hollywood, get on it. Get on it. An angry evil squid Aww. wants to get revenge on the tattoo artist. Who took his ink and then t- kills his pe- kills his customers to get the ink back before getting to the artist who actually stole the ink from the from the evil squid? I I you know a Razzie probably <laughs> a couple five. Maybe. I just wrote a movie on this show. Did you a movie that, that no that just one's happened? Gonna, <laughs> no one wants that movie from you. Copyright. No one deserves to this that. date. That's mean. Evil squid. Evil, is it called evil squid? <laughs> With a Y. <laughs> E-V-Y-L. Squid. S-Q. The ultimate squid what? game. <laughs> oh, now no one's going to Now like it's on you. the poster. Now I've done there. the poster now. Oh, my God. Amazing. I feel like you're more proud of yourself than you should be. This show's over. Okay, bye.